Gerhard Richter is one of the most popular artists of the post-war era, but he has always been a difficult personality to parse. The seemingly contradictory strands of his artistic practice have sometimes confounded critics. Enter Dietmar Elger, who here presents an account of the life and work of Gerhard Richter, published by the University of Chicago Press. Dietmar Elger will be appearing at the Art Gallery of Ontario in Toronto on Wednesday, March 24th, and at the Art Institute of Chicago on Friday, March 26th, to discuss the book. For more information, please email us at publicity at press.uchicago.edu. Gerhard Richter was born on February 9th, 1932, in the city of Dresden. Within months of his birth, Adolf Hitler's National Socialist Party gained a majority in the national parliament, and on the eve of Richter's first birthday, Hitler was appointed Chancellor of Germany. By Richter's seventh birthday, Hitler's troops had invaded Poland. With his mother, Richter would flee to the safety of Waltersdorf, a small town in the extreme southeast corner of Germany, until the end of World War II. By the 1950s, Richter was a young, and ambitious artist in training in communist East Germany. As he entered his final semester at the Dresden Academy, Richter was assigned a high-profile project to paint a mural for the foyer of a local museum. The result, entitled The Joy of Life and seen here, is a lively tapestry of figures, cleverly connected to the next by a landscape of trees, plants, and a scattering of animals. The mural appears to have been apolitical, without any ideological reference other than what might be construed as the celebration of a joyful socialist system liberated from fascism. By the mid-1960s, Richter had immigrated to capitalist West Germany. It was during this period that Richter began to integrate media images into his paintings. Often Richter has cited the painting Party, shown here, as his first such raid on popular media, exuding the carefree but highly staged festivity that enlivened popular variety shows on German television during the 1960s, party invoked the new West German Republic's inability to come to terms with its Nazi past and the unspeakable war crimes committed under Hitler. In the final step of making a painting, Richter would soon come to manipulate its surface while it was still wet, creating the optical effect of photographic blurring. On Woman Descending the Staircase, Shown here, Richter himself noted, I blur things to make everything equally important and equally unimportant. I blur things so they do not look artistic or craftsmanlike, but technological, smooth, and perfect. I blur things to make all the parts a closer fit. Perhaps I also blur out of the excess of unimportant information. Emma, nude on a staircase, shown here, may be Richter's most famous work. With it, he wanted to paint a direct response to Duchamp's 
new descending of staircase number two. What resulted was an incandescent painting, the first to be made from one of Richter's own color photographs. Emma's body here seems to shine from within, illuminating the unadorned space of the stairwell. Despite the frontal view, there is nothing provocative about this nude. The soft blurring gives the figure the quality of classical sculpture, thereby attaining a certain art historical transcendence. One day in 1966, having completed the triumphant Emma nude on a staircase, but still shadow boxing with Duchamp, Richter walked into the Dusseldorf paint store where he normally bought his supplies. He had passed the racks of color charts dozens of times, but this time they caught his eye. All those colors scientifically formulated and organized to capture the full chromatic spectrum. The charts had no message, no agenda, but they were vivid and they instantly inspired him. Thus the artist created, in a major departure from his photo paintings, a brace of works he termed color charts, each a grid of colored squares, such as the work 192 colors, shown here. In the 1970s and 1980s, Richter began to produce paintings by working in an abstract mode. In such works as Juno, distinguished here by an explosive collision between red and blue, painted over in green and yellow, Richter employed chance and explored questions of visuality, surpassing the formalist agendas of abstract expressionism. Nothing could be as antithetical to Richter's abstract paintings of the 1980s as his candle and skull paintings of the same period. The flickering light of these intimate scenes, such as three candles, shown here, constitutes an enlivening intervention in the still-life tradition memento mori, or reminders of mortality and the transience of life. According to Richter, I was fascinated by these motifs, and that fascination is also nicely distanced. I felt protected because the motifs are so art historically charged, and I no longer needed to say that I painted them for myself. The motifs were covered by this styled composition, out-of-focus quality and perfection, so beautifully painted that they take away the fear. Between February and November of 1988, Richter painted 15 works which he titled collectively 18 October 1977. The title refers to the day during the so-called German Autumn, when the confrontation between the West German state and the Red Army faction, a radical political group characterized as terrorist, escalated into a deadly catastrophe. The painting cycle, which includes the work Hanged, pictured here, is exceptional within Richter's oeuvre, and has turned out to be an artistic project of signal importance. When the magazine Freeze published the results of a 2001 survey of artists, museum employees, exhibitors, and gallery owners that asked, if you could have any five artworks for your home, what would you choose? Richter's Betty, shown here, came in second. Ironically, Richter was unsure whether the painting was any good, thinking it might even be a full-blown failure. The brightly colored work was painted around the same time as the snapshot of Richter's daughter, on which the painting is based, was taken and has been described by critics as the hopeful image of the private, or the anti-utopian pretense of happiness. Dietmar Elger, author of Gerhard Richter, A Life in Painting, will be appearing at the Art Gallery of Ontario in Toronto 
on Wednesday, March 24th, and at the Art Institute of Chicago on Friday, March 26th, to discuss his book. Both events are sponsored by the Goethe Institutes of Toronto and Chicago. For more information about these events, please email us at publicity at press.uchicago.edu.